0: I was listening to a podcast yesterday the mm-hmm. Jada cast no it was a different one oh. and it was uh, they were talking about how uh, and I was talking to Brian about this in the car um, if you, you were given the choice to be either to have a superpower and it's one of these two superpowers flying or invisibility and you're the only one in the world that will have this a uh, power that if you turn down the other one that one is not available to anyone it's you're the only one with the power. You have it. Which one would you choose? Would it be invisibility, fly, wait, flying, or ability oh. to fly, or invisibility? Or invisibility?
1: Mm. <laughs> you can turn that shit on and off, right? For invisibility, you're not. Yeah, invisible yeah, forever. yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm. Bold, I mean, that's the thing. It's I, I, if it's a power, I guess it's something you can turn on and off because you're not yeah. going to be flying full time. <laughs> like everywhere you go, you're just hovering like a ghost. Hmm.
2: All right, go first, Daryl.
1: I feel like I know what you're gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> why? Just me knowing you.
2: Gosh, I don't need you putting my business out there. Really <laughs> I'm not. You are. No, no, if you're I,
1: steering people into a certain particular direction, I would probably go with flying. Do I have to say why? Well, I mean, like... I, just Because then I can really feel Dragon Ball Z-ish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that... And I don't know convenience. Definitely
2: a big time convenience factor. Yeah. Yeah. Traffic will no longer be a thing. You could go to San Diego every day.
1: Yeah. Just and like I how could you probably, want to. and I could probably get there if I'm assuming because it's a superpower, I'd be like, I'd be tra- be able to travel pretty quickly, like fly pretty quickly, right? Yeah. Um, so are we talking about? I'm not like five miles an hour flying. Mm-hmm. So are we Am talking I? about speed? Speed
0: like Superman flight? This is funny because like this whole podcast that I was listening to was talking about how. There was like different like parts of your the thought process behind it. First, it's like you know initial thought: what do you want to do? You think of it as convenience and and whatever, and then you start to get logical about it. And like, wait, okay, so are there restrictions? Do we, kind of how high can I fly?
1: In actuality, I had all these logical thoughts, but I <laughs> didn't want to complicate the matter. Yeah, right. I was but then that's the complicated.
0: <laughs> Go for it.
2: Okay, well, you know, I'll break down them both. So if we're talking about invisibility. You know, I think that the only real use for the power of invisibility is if you're a pervert or a criminal. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because really, what are you about to do? You're probably about to rob a bank or you're probably about to do
1: something that... You could be a super spy.
2: Yeah. A super spy? Yeah. They're still criminals.
1: You could be a super spy for the right party.
2: But you're still a criminal <laughs> to the other party. But, but I mean right. you know, invisibility is cool and all, but you know I feel it could probably attract some bad stuff because you know human nature, you'll get well carried away if you're that type of guy. Right. However, And then with, with invisibility, I feel like if you were to even put that power into some type of arena, I feel like eventually you'll die, but you'll die in a very lame way. Because, because, you know, even though y- you would be invisible, they still have, like, you know, infrared technology or, like, heat vision, <laughs> yeah. and so they, they can, can still see. kill you. Yeah. Now, with flight, at least I can fly. At least at least I can have fun. At least I could do, like, some, some heroic stuff, you know. If I want to be a hero, I have the convenience factor. And then also, you know, if I do die doing some type of hero stuff, well, getting shot out of the sky with an air-to-air well, missile or something, at least it's cool, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Wow. So, yeah. And then, and then also, you know, as far, as far as a conversation piece, you know, imagine if you're at a bar and you're talking to a girl and you're like, hey, baby, I got superpowers. And she's like, oh, yes, which ones? invisibility be like that's kind of lame <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of lame she'll so be like oh oh so you're a peeping tom <laughs> with no effort like you know so i think that if you said to her i could fly you know we'll take her on a show nice show me exactly exactly <laughs> take her on a nice sky date you know you
0: pulled so one, of one of the one of the things them. that they were saying was that um everyone who says that they want to they, they'd rather fly are liars <laughs> Cause deep <laughs> down inside, they they're just trying to say what they think is more just, mm, you know. Yeah. But deep down inside, they have been like being invisible would be kind of cool.
1: Really? That's what they're saying. Uh, yeah. that was the
0: topic. That was just this discussion that they were saying. Like, you know, some people were saying that. Some people were saying that. You know, like if you pick uh, flying, you're more of an extrovert. If you pick being invisible, you have something to hide. That's a lie. Mm. Yeah. I'm introverted. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think,
1: yeah, I think. Deep down, deep down, honest, honestly, like, invisibility is kind of lame. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. I mean, there's uh, some cool uh, things you can do. Yeah, yeah, anywhere. yeah. But, I mean, I'm just, I, I think, like, I guess I'm trying to think of it in my everyday life in terms of practicality and convenience and kind of, like, how cool that would be is to fly. I don't know. I mean
0: flying wood is cool. I'm I mean invisible a cool rock. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, then also you gotta true. think like, you know, if you're if you're flying, how high can you fly? Is it too cold? You have to you know Well then you, you have an excuse super, to make a cool suit. Now. Yeah, That's yeah, what super yeah. suits are for. Yeah. yeah. Super suits. Or yeah. buy some under armor. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well some heat. Gear. And then but then if you're invisible, does anything you touch turn invisible or you have to walk around naked? Which makes you a pervert, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like how I said. <laughs> exactly. So there's like all these weird things, but it was a cool topic. It was just hmm. funny to hear all everyone's like different takes on it. And it was a pretty cool. I feel like we could talk about that for an hour. Oh bro. yeah, for sure. Okay, so <laughs> what about you then? Me? Yeah. Invisibility. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I guess we know what Mike is about. No, well, like, like like imagine being able to like sneak on planes, be able to fly anywhere you want to go. Hmm. You know, there's other things you can do besides the, you know, the perverted factor. <laughs> yeah, Jordan. <laughs> hey, look. I'm and besides, if someone right. asked me you had a superpower, I mean, I am that guy that that would want to keep it concealed. Yeah. So, you know, if I was in, I had that power, I wouldn't tell anyone.
2: No.
1: Yeah.
0: i hmm. be like that normal dude. Okay, you're very humble. <laughs> but who's going to know you can fly? Everyone that can see you. That's what a mask is for. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Or glasses, right? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even I'm have no him. longer yeah. Harold. <laughs> yeah.
2: Isn't it funny how that works out? Like yeah. He just takes off his glasses and be like, "Oh, I have no idea who that guy is." Yeah,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, me, me, I want to flex all the time so I would let everybody know I could fly.
0: Oh, I was going to say, yeah, cuz I'll go walking around naked <laughs> all invisible <laughs> and walking from the- <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're going to You're going to have to appear eventually. Yeah. You would, I guess, uh, eventually. Well, here we are in episode four, guys. We're here for a late one today. we will put in some of that extra credit.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Because yep. you, know, well, you two
2: are celebrities, and we're out of the office all day. That's cool.
0: Hard at work. No, that was work, yeah. That was all,
2: all work. That's all good. Okay, how's everyone doing?
1: Good. Good. Yeah. I heard it's a late day. Yeah. Now that I have my caffeine.
2: Shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot mine, so I just have have a coffee cup kind of. I'm, I'm kind of lame. <laughs> I'm just, just for today. It's an empty coffee cup, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I can chug it so fast. <laughs> All right. So, you know, it's the year 2018. And I feel like the climate for how we as human beings is constantly ever shifting. And one of the biggest factors in our lives now that, that I think has swept across everywhere is social media. Mm-hmm. In particular, the Internet, and so for us as a business, you know, how would you guys say or well more so, how crucial is it for a business to embrace social media as a means for communicating their message?
1: Uh, I think social media has really changed the game as far as how businesses operate, I think, uh, and getting the end message to the consumer uh case in point like, you know with our with the Jada fan base it's another opening for us to communicate, market, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, any new releases, maybe engage like as far as engage like what feedback is coming from them. Um be able to add a little bit of personality hmm. to the name. Mm-hmm. So then when people think Jada Toys Instead of the Jada logo or whatever popping up in their mind, now they can, through things like this, or maybe through maybe putting ourselves our faces up onto our pages, now they have an idea of who's behind Jada Toys. They know, oh, it's Daryl, it's Mike, it's Jordan, right? Um, transparency is another thing.
2: Hmm.
1: I think there are multiple, um, multiple levels, or. or you know things of that nature that social media adds, um, and I think companies that don't truly embrace social media, they're just gonna end up being companies that get left behind.
2: Yeah, and but you see it happening now.
1: Yeah, you know, for sure, big time. Yeah, you see it with uh, some of the, uh, the retailers and and things like that. The ones that don't adopt um, more social media driven digital media strategy. Um, Improving their e-commerce, all that I I feel is kind of goes hand in hand.
2: Yeah, I feel like it's a real big, big, um, big hubris in a way, you know, for all of these older established companies. (laughs) Oh, you know, I like to read books, (laughs) but like for these older established companies who are able to do things a certain way back then, and then to think that 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 way will still work now, it's suicide, you know.
0: It's it's, the way it is now is people like to get fed their information mm-hmm. They they don't seek it out anymore I mean there was a point before the internet really uh, or just when I mean yeah for for as long as I remember newspapers were feeding everyone their information they yeah. would get delivered to your house you would pick it up and read it and the internet came along and people would have to seek out the information they would have to go to someone's website to find out what's new uh, any new news um, but then social media came by and push uh, notifications mm-hmm. now everything is getting pushed to them and they don't even have to seek it out anymore they just get it fed to them and if you're not on that bandwagon and you're trying to promote a product no one's really gonna be seeking you out because they're so used to having things fed force fed to them now
1: yeah so you have to kind of jump on those bandwagons we also li- it's also you know we also live in a time in this day and age where everything is almost immediate yeah, mm-hmm. You know, um, so to that point of also being kind of fed uh, to you, it social media, all these different platforms just make it very easy. I, th- I think now that companies are kind of integrating and adopting this strategy where you can place an ad on Instagram, for example, and it's so easy for you to just tap on an image and you have tags popping up saying, mm-hmm. oh, this is... Uh, what he or she is wearing, and it's a direct link to maybe the the website page. And you can literally do your shopping all at once, right. yeah, in yeah. one go, right? Right. And, and it's then not about, only oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, this is just all about making it as easy as humanly possible for uh, the consumer to find exactly what they need. To make it very easy, you know, you have like your one one step checkout process like amazon does mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. like it's just super easy nowadays
0: yeah, and that kind of goes along with like you know it's just it's all about the convenient consumption of media and and product like even when you go with like netflix mm. right they, the, their model is to put all the episodes up so you can binge watch the whole thing yeah you know it's it's all about that convenience of consumption yeah and that's kind of one of the things that i really blame for it being really hard to sell toys nowadays because hmm. uh, when I was growing up, we had Saturday morning cartoons, right? Uh-huh. Saturday oh, every, the best. Exactly, right? So you, you, every Saturday, you go U-D-O. watch cartoons, right? You hmm. get up in the morning, you get your bowl of cereal, sit down, and, and for a few hours, you're watching cartoons, you know, yeah. until right, right before your friends call up or ride their bike up to your door and say, hey, let's go out and hang out. Then you have to wait a whole week for the next episode to come out, mm-hmm. Right. What do you do to hold you off in that week? You get the toys uh. you buy the toys to, to reenact whatever you saw in that past episode. yeah but now you get to watch every episode in one shot. you don't really get that that emotional connection and to be able to like really like just absorb that whole episode. To relive, to relive it. I mean, right. yeah, you 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 don't you get to like think about what happened. You just keep going on and on and yeah. on to every episode until it's done, and then you're on to the next one.
2: That's an interesting point because, say, for example, with shows like, well, Dragon Ball Z. If anything <laughs> happened, and it was a cliffhanger, it really left left a big impact yeah. Yeah. on you, and yeah. You, and you were thinking about it all week, yeah. Yeah.
0: right, exactly. And then if you go to the store and you see, you know, and you you see a commercial like, oh man, they have a Dragon Ball Z, you know, whatever character, and you're like, uh, yo, I got a Pick that up because mm-hmm. you know that I'm into this character,
1: and you're invested for what months, rather than hours. That was what I was going to add to what you were saying. Like, if we're going to use Dragon Ball Z as an example, let's say it's like one episode per week, right? Every what? I don't even know. I'm making this up. Friday, Saturday. Let's say every Saturday you had something to look forward to for months at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas. In today's day and age, it's binge watching a season of something for like what eight to ten episodes, and you're done, and you have to wait like a year or more. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I hate that. You know, yeah, like the, then you right get now.
0: almost angry at the property or at the or, or at the show rather than being feeling like, oh man, I love the show still. But then now you have to wait so long. You're like, okay, like and what what
1: else is there to hold me over? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: y- you know? and then but you have to move on
2: to to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. yep. Hmm. So. With that fact in mind you know i don't want to sound like like that sort of old guy guys like you know oh you damn kids with your technology mm-hmm. now and things are so are so fast and immediate but do you think that that maybe had a had a corollary effect on companies well maybe like us as to well. where now we have to produce things faster than we did in the past maybe or like for these other their brands and, and products, you know, like you know, if they have to make something faster or, or come up with some type of content quicker than than they would have had to 15 years ago, and is that also a positive thing? You know, because because it, because now because now everybody has to step up their sort of a game. You know,
0: right? I well, part of it I think is, is if it's a brand new property, right? Mm-hmm. See, it's a brand new cartoon, and it's coming out, and and they're gonna you know do this whole like binge watch kind of episode uh, like. 10 episodes in one shot thing you have to really have confidence in it to be able to develop towards it because if if it doesn't work or if people don't like it then you made all this product that won't sell Mm. you know um so your your better bet is to make sure that there's like product or a, a, a show that has a history already so you know that's that's the better Better bet. It's it's you have some kind of uh, you know history to go on and and be able to produce towards because you know that the people do like this property. It's been proven. Yeah, it's been proven exactly. That's a track record. Yeah. I see. Um, but if not, you know you're you are taking a big risk. But you know it's it that's that's the, you know, there's other things in, that are involved that help us to determine whether or not it's a, it's going to be a good property and also like like when you're developing, we don't have to develop quicker because. You know they're probably developing the show maybe a year, two years in advance, trying to get all those episodes all ready to go. So we have some time to be able to develop towards it. It's just, do we believe in it? Do the cut? Will the uh, customers
1: believe in it? Will the buyers at the retail stores believe in it?
2: Hmm. Okay. Interesting.
1: I think when you're talking about again bringing it back to like this day and age with um, just kind of the world that we live in with and and the rise of pop culture really um say let's let's use movies for example they they come and go right and and marvel is a very good example of of this because they they've built up their entire cinematic universe through the span of 10 10 years years now and so then people get become so invested into if you've been following them you know you you get so invested into them and to see it all come together full circle in Infinity War right, is really, really cool. But then now bringing it back to the toy collectible product side of it, well, you only have a certain amount of time for your product to live on that shelf, right? So like Black Panther, for example, you time it out a few weeks prior to the movie for it to be on shelf because it's like it's the hype leading up into the movie, and then the movie hits, and there's even more hype, and people are trying to go out and find like any cool Black Panther collectible that there is, and then movie starts exiting out of theaters, right? So you have this this cycle, mm-hmm. and then the DVD comes out or the, the digital download, right? And it spikes again, mm-hmm. but you only have this this window, right? And that's what makes it now. A little bit more difficult, I think, mm-hmm. because not only do you have a window, you're playing in a limited shelf space, and you're taking on the potential risk of saturation within the market, also, because everybody's going to want to try and get into it, mm-hmm. right? So that's another that's another thing that we we typically face. Do
0: you think that's uh, has the, is, is that the kind of thing has been going on throughout time, or is that a, a product of our binge watching consumption?
1: I think it's more, the way I see it currently right now, I think it's more of a product of the whole binge watching thing because things are coming and going. Yeah. And it, nothing's really, um, it's not like those Saturday morning yeah. cartoons right. where it's just one episode at a time and, and things kind of get dragged out for right. months. There's some sort of longevity. And even though there might be, I guess you can see it as a longevity in a way for a brand like uh i don't know like stranger things for example going on to season 3 um it's season 1 done wait a year season 2 done wait another year right and mm-hmm. then see, if so if you consider that longevity mm-hmm. i guess but i my view of it is it's kind of artificial yeah mm-hmm. you know um that's kind of how i see it mm-hmm. so i don't know yeah that's that's
0: yeah I mean, where did this come from? This came from all social media. How we, how we. uh, Well, how
1: and but to that point, kind of diving back into the past to see how it's really changed Mm -hmm. and affected, you know, where companies are today, where how people consume media today, Mm -hmm. versus how we used to back then. Yeah, you know, well back
2: then, then you know, it was the newspaper, it was the radio. And then the television. Now, now in today's world, you know, it's a blog, it's a vlog, yeah. and a podcast.
0: Well, now think about the the, the vlogs and stuff like that. So now these these uh, these shows that aren't even serialized; they're just a bunch of episodes that these uh, you know people are making, whether it's a young kid or it's an older couple or whatever, you know, talking about toys. And kids love it. Yeah, right? they watch it over and over again. They'll watch an episode ten times in a row on repeat just because it's you know for them. I don't know, they
1: I don't know what it is. It's I feel like it has a similar like blueprint though. Oh, where do, yeah. where yeah. you're kinda talking okay, if you follow your favorite vlogger on YouTube, for example, mm-hmm. chances are he or she, the content creator, is rolling out maybe two, three episodes a week, you know? Mm-hmm. I, if that and granted it's not a full on TV show where usually the cartoons are like half an hour. Mm-hmm. Right. These vlogs can be ten minutes. 15 minutes maybe at most and they're rolling this out every few days it keeps you engaged right it's not like uh let me record this vlog this vlog this vlog i'm gonna roll it out so everyone can binge watch it yeah and then and i'm gonna stop or take a break well yeah
0: they're they're kind of the more they're they're more uh, like consistent they
1: constantly there's a constant consumption
0: of content there
1: which keeps people engaged yeah
0: but if you, like, I'm just talking about my friend's kids, what they do is they'll they'll watch a few episodes of this one vlogger, yeah. and then they'll put it on repeat and just keep watching the same thing over and over again, because it's, for some reason, they just are, are just, they just love these episodes. Hmm. Um, they'll still watch all the new ones, but they'll still go back to the old ones. I guess, you know, it's like everyone has their favorite episode, but, like, if you watch these, sit down and watch these things, it's just people opening boxes or just your their hands playing with a product Mm -hmm. it's it's a new type of like entertainment to me it doesn't seem like there's the content is really no brain content at really i mean i'm not putting saying that they're what they're doing is bad yeah because it's but it's interesting you know why i'm trying to figure out what that psychology is why these kids love it so much yeah
2: I, like twitch and all that stuff too like oh it, yeah it's yeah. almost like if kids nowadays they would rather see somebody else play a video game than themselves actually play the video game right oh, and i don't have a problem with that yeah neither do but, i but
0: but i just don't understand it my, my inclination to that is just because it's probably relatable to them Well, I think part of it also is is not everyone can be a a really good player. That's right. And you like and appreciate watching people who are really good. I mean, why do we watch professional sports? You know, not all of us can be a professional basketball player. (laughs) Speak for yourself. (laughs) 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 But yeah, you know, it's 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 kind of like that, right? Um, But to donate a bunch of money to these guys while they're playing games, I mean. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's a little different. That, I mean, that, that, to me, that that trips me out.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, but more power to
0: them. You know, they're, they're hustling. They're doing their thing. Could,
1: yeah, I mean, I think yeah. you kind of categorize it a little bit too. Where okay, for streaming on Twitch or, I, I think there's an entertainment value to that because yeah. whether you know the streamer has a personality, mm-hmm. you know, um, or maybe can offer some sort. Of, I I don't know. I, I I think that's like a that's a kind of a different entertainment value, but for YouTube videos for kids watching other kids doing un- an unboxing or, you know, s- things of that nature. I think it's more of a relatability type thing where, you know, they, they I guess that's where the whole term of influencer comes mm. from. Yeah. 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 You know? I kind of feel like it's like, you know, they kind of
2: want to see people who are in a slightly higher position in life. Then, aspirational, then they might be, yeah, but that's not. The word, yeah, aspirational. Yeah, you know, but not too high up. You yeah, know, like yeah. you know, like people don't want to see. Well, Jay Z. Yeah,
0: vlog. it's obtainable. It's it's it, yeah. they're they're a little higher. They're up, and you know, you're right there on that cusp of, of becoming that. But yeah. they they're just like seeing it, I, I guess. I, I, yeah, yeah, like, and then
1: if they're aspirational, then they're kind of like, oh, so and so is doing this or into this. That's so cool, mm-hmm. and, and then it kind of steers, you know, this kid or person into this same direction of like, well, so-and-so is doing it or so-and-so is collecting this. I think it's pretty cool. Let mm-hmm. me go check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. the social digital age. Yeah. And that's how it's really changed the game. I think especially when you're talking about marketing.
0: Well, how do you think these guys originally uh, started promoting
1: their their videos? I don't think they bought advertising. How no, these, I think. You find these I things? think no. I think, in my opinion, um, uh, timing has a lot to do with it. Definitely, mm-hmm. much credit I think to a lot of these people that just had the confidence to pick up a camera mm-hmm. and just
0: do it and be the first ones to do it. I mean, because there's a lot of them doing it now and and aren't getting that
1: traction. Yeah. Nowadays, I would, I, would pro, I would argue that it's probably harder to do, just because now it's become a mainstream thing, and yeah. everybody wants to be a YouTuber, mm-hmm. an influencer, whatever, because it's, it's, saturated. it's the new hot thing. And there you go. The saturation part of it, and within this realm, is kind of like the same within the toy category when a new movie drops. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Everybody wants the hot thing. Everybody wants to be included into the hot thing. Um, but if you can almost not really foresee it, timing and luck has a lot to do with it, positioning yeah, really. yourself yeah. to, um, take advantage when the opportunity comes, you know, um, is a very big thing. So I think being able to recognize it too right. is a, a big thing. So whether people started, you know, for me, fitness and being in a fitness and things like that, watching and following the influencers that I do kind of understanding their backstory of how they got into it was more so it started as, let me just document my transformation or my lifestyle change for myself and share it with the world. Mm. And f- through their own story that was compelling enough for me and obviously hundreds of thousands of other people watching it um, eventually led to their growth and then they broke into the social digital age that we're in now and mm. that lead- led to... You know, a lot of uh, revenue opportunities yeah, for them.
0: Yeah. So, I yeah. would have thought, though, because I remember when YouTube first started. You know, yeah. with just people putting up videos. I don't think they ever thought they would start making money on no. these videos. Yeah, I don't think so you too. Know? It was
1: just kind of one of those things, like, oh, let me go watch some cat videos. To I was yeah. just about time. to talk about cats. <laughs> 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 that's that's kind of how it was, right? Yeah. And then it just become or it became its own thing, and here we are today. Yeah, where. Now it's all about compelling content and how well, do you
0: continue so, to step that up? Now, does it have to be compelling? Because that's what I was saying. It's like some of the stuff that these kids are watching isn't really that compelling. I think it depends on like where you fall in the age range. Yeah. When you're talking about a kid. Well, wait, Okay, let me back this up then. There's videos out right now that are just about people like doing
1: yeah, some people into weird yeah, things, yeah, man. Hey, and it, yeah, and it's and it's super popular. <laughs> like
0: people eating and just listening to it, uh, to them eat. Oh my god, are you serious? And it's super, super popular. And I don't know what it is. Like it, people use it for relaxation. People use it to to try to go to sleep, but it's something that's a big kind of trend. I don't know if it's you can call it a trend, but it's just something that's happening on the internet right now. Yeah, like the um, it's called like the ASMR. Yeah, that's all you know. <laughs>
1: i have i had no idea that this was a thing but
2: apparently jordan does yeah, yeah. so look i don't listen to people
0: chew yeah right, or right. creepy like that
2: <laughs> but you know if somebody has a deep soothing
0: voice and you know maybe and like, what do they do that whispering stuff Voice right? of an angel. <laughs> <This guy. laughs> oh yeah! Damn it, Mike!
2: <laughs> Every episode, you get me on something. But yeah,
0: no, that's it's that's you know what is compelling nowadays it's you know what what is it that that's catching people's attention is it just something fresh something new something that tickles a certain nerve inside of them well okay
1: this can be broken down into also are, are you just kind of going and researching maybe like one thing that kind of settles you or, or calms you. You know, like some people like to go on YouTube and put on an hour-long, like, background, like, yeah. w- white noise. Might do to that sleep. to sleep, actually. To yeah. sleep, right? Yeah. But it's not something that y- you're subscribing to, mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, because it's just something that you, you quickly search because it kind of it, it helps you in some way, shape, or form. But when I talk about compelling content, I mean, if you're following somebody, a channel in particular... Um, whether it's a, a an influencer or a toy review channel or an automotive review mm-hmm. channel, like more compelling content more along the lines of that, mm-hmm. um, like maybe some of the execution. If it's an automotive channel, uh, some of the cool stunts that they do with the car, or maybe good information. A review channel, right just down so to you the know, editing have a mm-hmm. of what I might buy. Right, yeah. right down to the editing. If it's a fitness channel, I think when you're talking about um, cool. 30 second to a minute edits of somebody working out that just can just give you a feeling of, of motivation of you know after you watch this you're like wow now I now I want to go It's mm-hmm. a dopamine and, rush yeah yeah that can I think at the end of the day for me is like after I watch this said compelling content if it leaves me uh, with a feeling a mm-hmm. very strong feeling of wow that was really cool um, I think for me that's what what does it and that's what captures my attention mm-hmm. and gets me coming back for more
0: mm-hmm.
1: as opposed to white noise that helps me sleep
2: yeah it's almost as if you're trying t- to go on a journey with this particular person but then this one is just is just a quick fix for what you might need at that second and mm-hmm. then peace out you know yeah
1: hmm.
2: yeah it's weird you know I think that, from my pr- perspective, you know, I try not not to be an old man about it, and and you know, I really try to realize that it may not make t- a ton of sense to me at this moment, but it makes sense to them, mm-hmm. and I really get fascinated by by trying to figure out why, like you know, like what is happening in their heads right now mm-hmm. that's that's making them watch videos of people chewing food,
0: or, yeah, yeah, or Paying money to watch a Twitch player, yeah, you know those. The, I I try to get in their heads and I try to figure it out. Sometimes I can kind of see it, sometimes I just don't understand it. It's just, it's, but I want to understand it because I think it because that's the way social media, social social, I mean,
1: media consumption is going. Mm-hmm. Insert up. clip right here of the last podcast where I talked about trying to get into the heads of guys doing burnouts. Yeah. And it frustrates me. <laughs> so I just don't <laughs> even try. <Yeah. laughs> hey, we should make a Twitch account, but like try to be
2: the worst player possible. And then, <laughs> and then see if people pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> just play Call of Duty and go zero and 30 kills. Go oh, zero almost kills, got, 30 him.
1: almost <laughs> got him. Almost got him.
0: And then see if people actually pay to watch that. Oh man, you know it's funny though, because I remember back when I was uh, in, a, in another design studio way, way back after I got out of college, and um, at the end of the day, uh, all of us would, would start up Unreal Tournament and, and, yeah. and play, and there was one girl that you would, you know, you're, you're running through the halls, getting, you know, shooting everything, and there's one girl... Facing the gun straight at the (laughs) ceiling, just running around, not knowing how to control anything. And it's like the funniest thing in the world. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, man. I don't know if that'll still be funny today because how kids are, they're like so pro at all these games
1: already, anyways. It's like, I don't know what they would. It's a different age, man. Yeah, man. It's a trip. Completely a different age. And I'm talking like I'm 60. (laughs) Yeah. Well, damn,
2: on the inside we are. I I feel (laughs) like it.
0: Dude, no, we're not because we're working at a toy company.
2: That is true. (laughs) That is true.
0: There are days. Yeah. There are days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hmm. <laughs> uh, so, want to try to get back on track? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Another one of our lovely tangents.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I have questions that I'm supposed to be asking. <laughs>
1: um,
2: so, where do we see ourselves evolving in the realm of digital and social?
1: Hmm. I think every every day is a process of... of learning something new regarding the social digital space uh, and uh, also seeing what we can improve on. You know, because I think relating this back to us as a company or maybe even other companies, it's kind of baffling how uh, some haven't got on board to really... Take the time to learn how it works Mm -hmm. and and whatnot. So some might be ahead of the game more than others. Um, I feel that we as a company do a very good job as far as our social and digital representation, just because of the amount of time and effort that we put into it. But with that said, there's still something. There's always going to be something new for us to learn and to improve on. Whether that's the shopping experience, uh, the e-commerce experience on a on a digital platform. Maybe it's it's doing a better job at you know responding to fans and and
2: I think I do a good
1: job at that. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I mean I, I yeah. think I think yeah, we do, separate. and I think that's what kind of separates us from other other toy companies is because we do take the time out of our day to really interact with them, right? Um, but as far as that that kind of goes hand in hand with a customer service thing, also, yeah, right. Um, I think there's always going to be facets within that here and there that we can look to improve right down to the content. Mm -hmm. We started posting uh, our product images just on regular white background. It's the same images that you would find on a retailers.com website when you go to our product page. But in the last couple months, really making um, an effort to create a little bit more of a lifestyle content where now we have you know, our product with a really scenic background, maybe, maybe a very vibrant background to add a little bit of life to highlight the product itself, throwing that out there, seeing what the engagement is like, and then really inspiring, or at least trying to inspire, uh, you know, the the fan base to try and go and recreate something like that. And that's just the content piece of it. You know, the, I think there's so many different facets of it that can that can constantly be, improved right now
0: i think we're also in kind of a transitional period not us as a company but the world as a whole where there's a you know there's still people who kind of are against what the internet is and what you can achieve with the internet or they just don't want to learn it because they're more old school yeah. yeah right or they're scared of it or i don't know what it is but there's the the new school kids who are all about it and that's how they get everything you know uh, we're probably really good examples of right there being on that borderline of you know being Old school, going into the brick and mortar stores and buying stuff, and then also like Amazon and buying everything from Amazon. Um, we have to look at that and embrace it, and 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 know that that's the direction things are going. Is is right. to so knowing that a lot of you guys out there can't get the product that we we sell because of the brick and mortar stores aren't carrying it. Maybe it's time to transfer over into the internet realm and and try to get our stuff from there. And we'll do our part to try to make it available for you on the internet. And I, those are the kind of things that we're working towards to to help the consumer find the products that they really want from us. And I think that's some of the things that we also have to work on as a company. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also have to be careful because, you know, it's still in that transitional stage. We can't just ignore the brick and mortar. We
1: still have to. But we also have to watch where it's going and on the internet. Yeah. It's funny because I, I can recall a time when I first started here and I, I actually I texted Mike. I mm-hmm. still remember like to this day. I texted Mike and I was like, "Hey, do we have a social a social media uh, like channel or an Instagram page mm-hmm. or whatever and, <laughs> and things like that?" And he was like, "Yeah, but it was not really active." I was like, "I think we should we could do something with it." And yeah. At the time, the Jada Toys page only had 73 Instagram yeah. followers. I remember yeah. 73. Yeah. When I took yeah, when I took it, it was 73. By the way, so we cracked 41,000 today. Y'all are Congratulations.
0: awesome. Yeah. yeah. Good job, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um, but that was uh, that was like seven years ago, something like that. It, it was. It's been some time. But at that time, when you know what, also
0: that seventy three wasn't Jada Toys. It was Jada Club. Because remember, we had Jada Club at the at, in the beginning.
1: Oh, that's right. So yeah, it yeah, wasn't
0: yeah. even the one that that we have now. That's that forty one. So forty one started from zero. Damn. Uh, later on we were still trying to build up jada club at the time because yeah. i don't think jada toys was available is that how it went Brian? it was something like that where? it was oh yeah so there was it was some weird thing where we couldn't get the jada toys instagram because hmm. something some some weird thing yeah and but we were able to get jada club the og OG. The og yeah yeah that was the og and we are planning to do something with that still right stay tuned yeah <laughs> um anyway
1: so yeah i i remember very clearly you know And that was when Instagram was still pretty, I mean, it was already kind of solidified. People were already on it, but it was still pretty new at the time also. Mm -hmm. Um, Social media was just starting to become a thing. Uh, A lot of people were just, you know, kind of getting into Facebook. Um, So, you know, kind of taking forth that initiative and and just trying to have a little bit of fun with it and and have create a little bit more of a personality, I, I think and you start bringing that to various meetings and things like that, you know? And different companies, partners or whatever are not, you know, they're 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 not really understanding it. So when you're talking about your marketing strategy and you say that social media is part of your marketing strategy, these are some of the things that we're doing. They're just kind of scratching their heads like this is not really a big deal. <laughs> right? Or maybe maybe not that it wasn't that big of a deal, it's just more so that they didn't understand it, I think, and it just kind of got brushed off. But now, Mm -hmm. now you go to any partner meeting, whether it's a licensor meeting or a retailer meeting, and they're asking you, if it's a licensor meeting, they're telling you what it is exactly, how they're going to blow it out on social and digital. This is going to be our content strategy for the next year or two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They have it on lock. And then when you go to a retailer meeting, they're asking you, what are you going to do on social and digital? What's your plan? Right? It's funny to see that change because now these big box retailers and and big licensors that we work with have now shifted into and really embraced the social digital aspect of it and really realize how powerful of an engine that it can be. As versus when we first started, and people didn't really understand it
0: well let me let's kind of bring this back around when we talked about like instant consumption of stuff yeah before in advertising there was always, there was long lead advertising yeah short lead advertising yeah social media there's no such thing as long lead no at all no it's
1: it's like that
0: yep so and uh, that's yeah that's kind of where we are and now uh, right these days if we need to add you know promote something it's like we can have something up out tomorrow you know just uh, it's it's really quick we you know we
1: the turnaround is really fast now it's funny too because like to that point yeah even though things can happen very very quick and you want to give it a little bit of a boost now you can you know you can put money behind an advertisement on social media and it's not like your budget is anything crazy you know when yeah, you're talking now right so yeah. when you're talking about a traditional tv commercial oh, man. and you're trying to run like airtime on it that can cost you an arm and a leg mm-hmm. it, like it's a very significant portion of a marketing budget But now you're talking, if you, okay, so if you had, you take the same TV spot that you were going to run airtime on and you opted not to, and you wanted to run it digitally on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube and, and things like that, your budget behind promoting that digitally or on the digital space versus a traditional TV space is significantly less. So it's, funny now because in some of the things that we put together as a marketing team of a proposed social digital media budget for certain brands when we send that out sometimes the feedback is you're only putting like a thousand dollars behind this promotion that doesn't sound like a lot but that's the beauty of social media right now if you wanted to run or social and digital media, rather. If you wanted to run a promotional campaign piece on, on something that lasts for five to seven days, which you can also dictate, targeting an age range of what, 18 to let's say 45, and uh, you need, at a certain location or interest based on keywords and hashtags and things like you can you can dictate all of that. And at a small amount of like $1,000 as opposed to $500,000, you're reaching. You're still reaching a good amount of people. Yeah. Probably a little bit more effectively too. It's underpriced attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of the interesting piece to to all of it too. Is now when you're talking about budgeting and how you're going to allocate X amount of dollars behind a piece, or if you're going to go full on, you know, media campaign, yeah. uh, you can really dictate what that will be yeah, you bring up a good point with digital uh, advertising
0: is because is which is the part that you can target a specific group, yeah, a demographic. And that's b- makes your money go a lot farther. Um, you know, with TV commercials, traditional TV commercials, you spend like a million bucks. You're just blanketing over across the United right, States, exactly. and you don't know who's watching it and who cares about it. But with uh, social media, you can say, I want this kind of person who's into this kind of stuff or male or female age group, uh, age grades or whatever, anything that you can, you can tell them exactly what you want. And that's what they'll hit. And, um, and, tr-
2: and yeah, like, and those will, will track all those metrics. Like, yeah. Thing, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. Like
1: now with like all the cookies and all that stuff, how people shop and how you're able to capture information. I mean, it just, it, it just makes it that much easier to get it in front of the right audience's face I think you know so for example when you're talking about Fast and Furious which is a big part of what we do here we make a lot of Fast and Furious product uh, we have a new item the Drift RC and we just created a 30 second TV spot but we're not running it traditionally we're running it via our social and digital networks and the way it'll hit or at least come across to people is, it'll be based on a search history of people that have shown known behavior of anything automotive, anything radio control, anything die cast, anything collectible, pop culture even. Anything that falls within those categories, that piece is gonna show up on a YouTube ad. And I know know people hate these YouTube ads, I do too, but that's just kind of the world that we live in. Yeah, everyone hated TV commercials.
0: Yeah. I mean, but you still watch them. Except for the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It is true. Right? That yeah, they, came, time, yeah they created their own little, like,
1: like culture. Yeah, where commercials were the thing to watch, Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but kind of going back to it, like, it's just, it's really unbelievable, I think, the amount of control that you have as far as uh, now really Going into detail and targeting the right consumer, you know, um, it's very fascinating. I think it is. It is, and that's just everything that uh, social and digital space has opened up yep. as far as the opportunity goes.
0: Yeah. So where are you at, Brian? That was quick. That went really, that went really, really fast. Yeah,
1: it felt
2: pretty fast. Yeah. Hmm. Well, guys. We have reached our time limit for, for today because uh, it's 6 o'clock, and we want to go home and, and uh, pet our dogs and kiss our wives. I thought you were a cat person. I'm a cat and a dog
0: guy. Okay. Yeah. Good. So I got two mm-hmm. fur babies waiting for me at home. Uh, oh, man. Okay. What about you, Mike? I got a 250-gallon aquarium. Really? Ooh.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're going fishing. Yeah. <laughs> just, just go kill all of Mike's yeah. fish. Yep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, Oh, Which right. feel like Having tonight yeah, Tilapia baby <laughs> Ooh, Say it real slow Wild caught <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright guys And so that's it for, for today Be sure to Like Subscribe Comment And we are now Being streamed everywhere So you have no excuse Not to listen to us We'll be here next week See you next time I'm Mike oh, I'm Daryl
1: And uh, I'm Jordan You know <laughs> <laughs> Thanks